0: Someone in our office forwarded me um, an article recently about watered-down gospel, and I thought it was so interesting and something that is extremely relevant to my generation. Actually, I think it's relevant to both of us in different ways because it's like your generation is used to the more strict, older way, and you don't understand this watered-down. And my generation is so used to the watered-down, but there are a lot of us that don't like that. And I'm not interested in being having a watered-down gospel just because I'm young. like That that logic doesn't make any sense to me. I think that it's an interesting topic we can get a couple different viewpoints from. I will start by closing my mouth and asking you, (laughs) what are your thoughts on the watered-down gospel that we see a lot of places? Uh,
1: Well, I think you have to go back to the Bible. Uh, Jesus was having an encounter with the Sadducees and the Pharisees, the religious leaders of his day, and they were so caught up in their religious tradition and in the way that they had done things man-made, but Jesus said to them, your traditions, the way you're doing things, have made the Word of God of no effect. Now, that's what we're seeing in many churches today. They're taking the traditions of men and making the Word of God, which is a powerful sword, they're making it unusable, they're making it so it has little to no effect. By the way, there's someone watching right now, you have pain in the upper part of your hip on the right side, you're being healed right now. Uh, they don't want those type of things just happen to happen in in a setting like that. They, they wanna leave out talking about the shed blood of Jesus. They wanna leave out these things, they wanna leave out healing, they wanna leave out the power of the Holy Spirit. They wanna leave out speaking in tongues and they literally make the traditions of men uh, to make the Word of God of no effect. That's what's, that's what's happening. But Jordan, without, without the shedding of blood, without Jesus shedding his blood on Calvary, there would be no remission of sin. But there are, there are Christians today who don't wanna talk about the blood. They, they don't wanna read scriptures about the blood. They say, well, it, it might offend one of our children. And yet they'll let their children watch what's on the internet.
0: Do you think that's really why? Pardon? Do you think that's really why? They well, like, think it'll offend their children?
1: Well, that's what, that's what they say. They, they don't want it to be Jeez. offensive. They don't want a gospel that's offensive. And I think it not only is something they don't that's want to be ridiculous. offensive, but they don't like it themselves.
0: That sounds like they, they try to use the guise of offense, but they don't like it themselves. That's what it sounds like to me. Just even hearing you say that, that's kind of ridiculous. Oh, we don't want to offend our children with the blood. The blood that was shed for them? Um, I'm sorry, I don't buy that for
1: a second. Well... Um, it's a it's a sad thing and they they want to leave out the Holy Spirit They want to leave out the miracles of Jesus. They only want to, to use the teachings of Paul Well, thank God for the teachings of Paul, but you've got to take the whole got to take the whole load
0: Okay, but let's go back to that word of knowledge a minute ago. Why wouldn't you want? That why wouldn't you want healing? in the gospel
1: well many people think that's strange they think that's weird they think those days have died out that when the apostles died miracles died out and they think that's not a part of the church today and they're mistaken
0: well injure your hip and then see if you change your mind well, about of that course, uh, you know
1: selective <laughs> theology uh you know yeah. I, I i people who say they don't believe in i i i know a man once he'll go nameless a man <laughs> once who who told me flat out he did not believe in healing not whatsoever until his wife got breast cancer and he called me and he asked for healing prayer. Well, I didn't criticize him. I didn't jump on him. I didn't say, "Wait, wait a minute now. You said no. I didn't do that. I just prayed for his wife." And God healed his wife.
0: Yeah. It's it's you know. it's situational, I guess, which is a whole other eye roll that I'll keep to myself. But the question about the water Down gospel, a lot of churches today are going a more seeker friendly direction and I'm not judging that because I think that there are certain people out there in certain situations and certain places in their lives that wouldn't respond to something extremely firm or harsh from the get-go to get certain people in the door and to get them to hear what you have to say I think there are, are times that you need a softer hand and you need something that's a little more gentle and uplifting however if that is the only thing you're getting, I think you might be missing some of it. But
1: Jordan, uh, in in response to what you just said, I can think of no softer hand than a God who loved you and me so much that he made his son a sacrifice to shed his blood for the remission of sin so that you and I might have eternal and everlasting life. I can't think of a softer hand than a God who loved me so much that he gave his only begotten son that I, I would not perish but have everlasting life.
0: Well, I think that's the misconception is that God doesn't have a soft hand and he isn't loving and merciful because he is. I think sometimes the delivery of the message can be more soft or harsh. Well, That may be, the vehicle used to deliver it may be more of the
1: There are some groups that preach judgment, but I have news, we're not living in a day of judgment. Yes, there is a judgment day that's coming. Everyone will stand before God. The Bible says so. But we are living in a day of mercy, of salvation, of healing, of deliverance. And there is no softer hand than a God who provides that.
0: Do you think that the watered down gospel that a lot of places are dishing out is affecting the younger generations?
1: Sure, it, it, it makes them not want to be a part. They want, young people in my estimation want something that's vibrant. They want I something that's alive. Yeah, they want something that's they're going somewhere.
0: But in our society, trying to be to, complacent, trying to keep from offending, we've we've had to water down and take out so much from literally everything. Is there ev- anything left of it when we're done doing that? Well, that's is there the, anything vibrant? The, is there anything alive? Is there anything to get people to want to follow Christ? Not to me. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that's just my view. But it doesn't seem like it
1: well it's kind of like kind of like a fireplace you know i don't uh, i don't want to have the chance of any smoke in my house so therefore i'm going to remove the wood and uh, then i'm going to remove the kindling and then i'm going to remove the the match and the flame well the only problem with that the only thing you got left is the hearth there you don't yeah. have anything there ain't nothing burning
0: yeah and when <laughs> you want to burn something you don't have the stuff to do it and i think you know i i am I am probably the youngest in this room by far and I think it's easy for people to assume, granted I did probably grow up different than a lot of people, but I think it's easy to assume that just because I'm young I want the watered down version. But actually I know a lot of young people who weren't raised like me and they don't want the watered down version either they may not be the majority but a lot of them truly feel like if this is something real I want it all I want the supernatural I want the miracles I want the wild and the crazy they don't want the blah version because I think you're right I think you said exactly what it is they want something that's alive and something that's vibrant I think that is exactly what they want which is the opposite of what we're getting most of the time because society thinks that we want something that's mundane and subdued and offensive and I actually think for a sect of the younger generation that's the exact opposite of what we want so how do we get that where do we get that it's the question that's that's the constant problem that I think we face it's out there and there are some great churches and some great organizations and some great ministries who are fully preaching the gospel head to tail top to bottom miracle signs and wonders but as a society I think we aren't what do we do about that
1: we go back to the Bible.
0: How do we get an entire society that I think we can all see has dramatically changed in the last 10, 20 years from what it was? How do we get them to go back? How do we get the world to go back to the Bible?
1: Well, we're gonna have to raise up some new preachers and some new young men and women who believe in the Word of God and will preach it the way it was taught in the Word.
0: Teaching our children I think is a big part of it. I poured
1: miracles into you girls.
0: Yeah, I mean the way I was raised has to do with that. I know a lot of people who were not raised the way I was and got saved later in life and they are just as strong and sound as I am. But I think that if we have the opportunity to pour it into our children and the younger generations in every way that we can now, it will make a big deal, big difference in the future.
1: But you got to get it in yourself before you get it in your children.
0: It's like on the airplane. Put your mask on before you assist your child because you're not going to be any good to them if you pass out. I mean, that's the short version. You do have to take it for yourself. So how does one start back at the basics?
1: Well, you start with the Word of God. Get a Bible. If you don't have one, get one. And don't start in Genesis. Start with the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and the Book of Acts. You'll see Jesus on this earth preaching, teaching, and bringing healing to people. Then in the book of Acts, you'll see his disciples and what they did, the Acts of the Apostles, the Acts of the Disciples, that's what it is. You'll see that this is carrying on and you'll notice that Acts has no logical ending because it's not over. Then after you have read Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and the book of Acts, then go back to Genesis and see how God created everything. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, through there, and then, then move on to the prophets. Ezekiel, Daniel, Isaiah, Jeremiah, uh, and, and the major prophets, and, and the, uh, Daniel, and the other, other minor prophets. Then go to the teachings of the apostle Paul, 1st uh, first, uh, first and 2nd Corinthians, Romans, Galatians, Ephesians, Colossians, so on and so forth, 1st and 2nd Thessalonians, uh, and, and see how to live your Christian life. Then cap it off by going into the book of Revelation and see God's greatest, dramatic love story. Greatest love story of all is He's taking His own, He'll take His own home. There is a second coming, the Lord is coming again. He said, I will come again. And we have that blessed hope that when we die, we'll be reunited with all those who've gone on before us into heaven. That's how you read the Bible.
0: I hope you had a pen because I was trying to remember the order in which you said, and I was going left, right, left, right, left, right. (laughs) You might have to rewind and write it down, but well, it's they, a good way to start if you're unfamiliar with you, the Bible. You hit the rewind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a good way to start. <laughs> I am a little more of a purist, and I like to start at the beginning. However, <laughs> I've been doing this for a very, very, very long time. And if you're not used to it, it can get a little boring when you get to Leviticus and you fall asleep. Well, that's why I don't want you to start with it. S- sweep past that. Start at the beginning of the New Testament if you're new to the Bible or just want a quick refresher because it's a lot more interesting.
1: And I'm if you wondering. don't want to use the King James Version, don't use the King James Version, you know.
0: There are lots of versions out there. Try to get one with some power, though. I'll oh, slip that in. You know, yeah, some of those, James some of the versions a out there have some of been them are a little watered deep. down as well. Yeah. Well, it all kind of falls into the topic of the video, doesn't it? Watered down gospel. Don't water down. It's just not as good. Think about your food watered down or drink watered down. It's watered down. Who wants that? I want the goodness. I want the strong. I want it real.
1: You know, I, 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 I preach a lot out of the... Out of the uh, King James version, but I kind of modernize it when I when I read it in my mind and in, in my speech. I modernize it. I do kind of like what the New King James version does. I kind of like that.
0: It's pretty true to yeah, the original it, with it, more yeah, modern I,
1: language. I, I, I like that, and there and, and I like the Amplified. Yeah, and uh, uh, and and I like uh, I like uh, the Passion. You know, the passion version. and I, But there are so other versions that I don't like as much because they have a tendency to water the gospel down.
0: Yeah, I, I like the message, too, even though. I like the it's, message. It's, That's what I was trying to say. L- is that the one you're thinking of? It's a little different. A I little remember when I first showed it to him years ago, he was like, I'm not reading this. I don't like this. I can't understand it. It doesn't sound anything like the original, which it doesn't. Always have a reference to go back to the original, I think. But now it really does give you a different view on something. Certain words that you would never have associated with certain scriptures, I think it actually opens your eyes to more and gives you a more 360 view of something. But there's nothing like the original and the truth of it. So have a good reference to go back to that. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss anything. Like this video. Send it on to friends if you have someone who might be dealing with, you know, trying to understand what should I teach my children in a society that we're trying to be gentle, but we also want to be Christian. And that's a really hard road to follow. Believe me, I know.
1: And hit the rewind button back to <laughs> back on uh, and get a how, to, how to read the Bible.
0: Because um, I, you lost me somewhere in the middle there. We ended with <laughs> Revelation. I remember that. Somewhere we started with Matthew and ended with Revelation, but we went back. And
1: Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and Acts. And then back to Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, on through the prophets. And then the teachings of the Apostle Paul mm-hmm. in the New Testament. Okay, so
0: we're going back forward. And
1: then Revelation.
0: And we didn't go back again, just that one time we went back? Yeah. Okay, well, then well, a few we times I can remember that. But uh, write it down if you need to. If I can
1: remember it, you, you can, can remember, remember it. it. I will
0: proud of you. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in today, and we'll see you next time thank you for listening to our podcast as always you can find additional teaching and resources from richard and lindsey roberts and request prayer at oralroberts.com or call the prayer group at 918-495-7777 we believe god wants you healed and whole in all areas of your life